Hi everyone, I'm here with Chris Kirkwood. He's the managing director of the Sourced Property Group. Um, hi, hi, uh, hi, Chris. Thanks so much for for being here today. Thanks very much for inviting me onto your podcast, and congratulations uh, on on hosting a podcast. It's a great way to connect with your customers. So, yeah, well done. Yeah, well, it wasn't my idea. So, you know, my my, uh, my team were the, were the ones that said I needed to do this. So, I'm 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 still learning. So, treat me treat me gently, Chris. I'm not some sort of expert pro podcast hoster, if you like. So, um, we'll we'll see how we see how it goes. <laughs> the, f- the further you get up in the hierarchy of a business, the more the, ma- the marketing team treat you as a guinea pig, right? I think that's that's it. That's it. You get so you get told to do things, and and um, in the end, you just have to sometimes do it. So anyway, I'm enjoying yeah. it very much actually. So it's it's uh, it's been a good it's been a good strategy <laughs> so far. Um, look, look, just to to start off, Chris, um, tell me a bit about you know the Source Property Group and you know what what you do uh, and and what service you offer your customers and and kind of how you define your customers. Yeah. Okay. So, well, quite a few big questions there. So let's start off with, uh, with, with franchising because yeah, we're a property group as, as you've rightly said. Uh, and it's quite common to see property, uh, franchises around the country, but we've attacked, we've attacked this from a completely different angle because the kind of franchises that you see quite frequently are like letting agent franchises, uh, or, or estate agency franchises. We, we've, we, we're attacking this from an investment property, uh, angle because essentially me and and the other owner uh the other main main owner of the of the business steve we we've been involved in investment property for me about 15 years steve about 20 years that is our experience that is what our passion is you know we we absolutely love still to this day getting involved in the nitty gritty side of of property investing and so we we look back at uh, the sort of landscape of property investing and there was nothing like there's nothing like this you could get training from the the odd place or you could get mentorship from the odd place or you could get funding from the odd place but there was nowhere that sort of brought everything together to give people a realistic chance of not only having the, the systems and processes to build a cash flow from property but then take that to the next level and start making those big pots of money from actually investing in property and either adding to their portfolio or flipping property um, and, and making those big pots of money. So we brought all of that together and we start, we created like this training system where we, we teach people how to make money out of property. And depending on what their individual situation is, you know, that, that training system is flexible enough to deal with somebody who is coming to us with no experience and they really need, you know, handholding and, and education to start off with or somebody that's more experienced has done some kind of property investing before and what they're looking to do is is scale their business because we can we can deal with all kinds of people depending on their background at that point once they've got that education we looked at well what's the sort of secret source that makes that makes that education actually create results and that was all about our support system um we saw that you know there's lots of education out there but a lot of people that went on the education courses weren't actually taking that knowledge and putting it into practice clearly the knowledge wasn't enough and so we at source created a system where um we put a huge amount of resource into the support to make sure that that the support team that we had not only had processes that they were going to follow in order to make our franchisees more the most successful they could be but also to give them the power to either with you know 
how to put this in a delicate way to pat people on the back when they've done something good and say, you know, congratulations, well done, you're moving in the right direction, but also give them the, the ability to kick them up the bum if they weren't doing enough because, you know, people get into property because they want to be very successful. And, and we wanted to make sure that, that our support team had the power to drive people along because it's all well and good creating a goal when you first start out in property it's quite easy to sort of forget what that goal is and and relapse into a into a habit of of not doing what it's necessary to do every single day because you know if you if you buy a mcdonald's franchise for example you're selling burgers all the time right so you can see that transactional thing happening a lot but in property you've obviously got fewer transactions happening so it, it it can be a thing where you just sort of take your foot off the gas a little bit and we want to make sure that wasn't happening we wanted to make sure that when people are at their peak ambitiousness if that's a word that those goals that they've created the momentum for that follows through so we created this this system and then we created this system at sort of the start of 2018 and then since then we've started to generate our own property leads that we give to our franchisees and we've also started a, a funding platform so not, not only can we teach our guys what to do not only can we support them and make sure they do what they're supposed to be doing, but also we've got a funding platform so that when they actually need to be funded, they don't have to look elsewhere for the funding. They can come straight to us. We can fund their projects and they can get these bigger projects over the line. So it's a it's an unusual sort of property franchise because it's specifically looking at investment. But, you know, I think everybody in the UK at some point considers buying buy to let properties or buying property investment properties because we as a as a nation have a have an you know a, a love interest with with buying property and owning property okay right that all no that all makes great sense and you're right everyone loves everyone loves a property program right so you know my wife and i <laughs> yeah. are, are, my wife and i constantly have property programs on we're watching grand designs last night actually so mm. you know everyone has an interest and 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 ideas about it so but but t- take me back then so um, how did franchising come come into things? So you you know there, there was a business there to start with, or a business got started. But but how did you develop that into into the idea to franchise it? All right, Chris, did you? Uh, yeah, that's a really good question. Well, we we want. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. Yeah, sorry, there's a bit of delay coming. You got me. In. Okay, great. Okay. It's a really good question. So we um, we decided to franchise it because we wanted to have a closer business relationship with the people that we're working with. So we're quite choosy about who we work with. We're, we are not and have never been all about numbers um, and having you know a huge amount of franchisees in our books. We want to be very selective about who we work with to make sure that the people that we're working with are ambitious and they want to, you know, that they want to achieve big things within property. So they've got that ongoing commitment to property. So the franchise came about because that that empowers both of us to have, you know, that that five year business relationship. Because property is not going to happen overnight. You know, if you want to change your life by creating wealth in property, it's going to take a period of time. And we really we weren't interested in people that just wanted to come on a training course see if it worked and then and then potentially just walk away you know because we'd have put a huge amount of time and effort and resource into their education and into their support to make sure that they were successful 
So we wanted to create a, an ongoing business relationship between us and them to make sure that um, you know they had the the an adequate amount of time and they they understood what an adequate amount of time was in order to make a success out of property because especially for the guys that are looking to to build you know big units they might have you know done small flips before but now they want to upgrade into you know commercial conversions or something like that where they're creating multiple flats out of out of one existing uh, block of of maybe uh, commercial property that to find the right deal might take six months to then buy the right deal might take a further six months to then do that conversion might take two years and so we're three years in and you know that that pot of money that they can create at the end of that project could be you know into seven figures um and obviously it's worthwhile if it's going to be seven figures but it takes an amount of time to get there so we wanted to make sure that from the very offset everybody knew where they stood everybody was committed to that length of time and uh and therefore that that the way that we saw it was that that was going to enable us to be a lot more successful with the with the franchisees that we worked with okay no that that that's uh that's good and uh, when when did you actually franchise the business like when did you take on your first franchisee and and where are you up to now in terms of numbers and where are you looking to get to in terms of numbers in the uk yeah so um Again, good question. So we first took on, our, well, we took on our first franchisee right at the end of 2017. So the business uh, started trading in September 2017. And shortly after that, we took on our first franchisee. Um, currently, and we're at, just to date stamp this, we're in November 2023. And we're currently on just over 200 franchisees who are based all around the UK. Yeah. In terms of overall goals, well, the the we don't have an ambition for a for a, a finite number. Now, what we do is because we're so um, focused on the amount of support that we give each and every one of our franchisees, then we set ourselves targets every quarter, and those targets are not so much for, you know, what we want to get to. It's all about limiting the number of people that we bring on in order to make sure that the systems and resources that we have at Source can cope with the number of people that we bring on because obviously we need to if we get more franchisees then we need to have more support people and if we get more support people they we need to make sure that they're up to the level as as to the rest of the support team you know the, the worst thing in the world would be if franchisees are talking to each other and they say well actually this person in the support team's got more experience than this person we want to make sure that all of our support guys are at exactly the same level so that that consistency of quality that we're giving out to our franchisees remains all across the country. So in terms of overall numbers, we set quarterly, we set quarterly uh, limits to the number of franchisees that we can bring on. Um, uh, and that's all about uh, service quality. Right. Okay. And, and um, so you've got a big network. You, you're obviously dealing with a lot of franchisees and, and people, people, can bring problems as as everyone knows and every franchisor knows as well. Um, what are some of the biggest kind of hurdles or challenges you faced building up that network uh, and, and how have you overcome them? Yeah, again, really good question and very pertinent, you know, straight to the, straight to the, straight to the heart of, of franchising for us. So um, I think we're, 
a significant advantage over many other industries that decide to franchise. And the reason for that is property is all about A, dealing with people and B, creating solutions. Um, you know, every single property deal that we do is different in some way, you know, because it's got to be structured differently because it's all about coming up with a collaboration between all the people that are involved in that property deal. And because we have our background in property, that's enabled us to make a, you know, what I would consider humbly and modestly a, a success of, of building a franchise network because it's the same thing. You know, we have, we have people who are, uh, who bring different problems to the table and unique problems to the table. And we are able to find out, you know, quickly identify what they are, quickly identify, you know, get to the meat and bone of exactly what the problem is and then come up with solutions for it. I'd say, to be perfectly honest with you, because this is more of a, this is quite an entrepreneurial sort of franchise. It's, 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 it's not so much a, you know, a process driven franchise where you literally pick up an operations manual and then you put that operations manual into practice and it's done. You need some, uh, you need some entrepreneurial spirit in order to make a success out of property investing. Um, uh, 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 and therefore, um, yeah, the, the problems that we've had more so are about that, that potentially that lack of entrepreneurial spirit or that lack of mindset, because especially in property, you know, I think maybe more so than other industries, perhaps you're better, better off telling me this than, than I am. Um, you're going to fail. You are going to fail. You know, you put offers in and those offers aren't going to get accepted. You're going to try and make relationships with, with estate agents and estate agents are going to, you know, slam the door in your face. You know, it's, it's, it's part and parcel of trying to grow a business. And we, we have in our recruitment process, we have, you know, questions and, and process that we go through to make sure that everybody that we bring on board has got that entrepreneurial spirit and is going to be able to handle rejection or going to be able to handle failure. But, you know, sometimes people can say the right thing when they're going through the recruitment process. And when it comes to putting it into practice, it's not always there. So I'd say that's been one of the one of the challenges that we have to deal with. But we have a very, uh, a very competent and capable support team who, like I said, they've got the ability, if, if necessary, to actually go to where a franchisee is operating and walk into estate agents with them and have conversations with estate agents with the franchisees sitting next to them. You know, because we are absolutely committed to the success of each and every one of our franchisees. All right. So so to someone listening, um, Chris, who either is interested in becoming a franchisee with you or knows someone who might be interested. <clears throat> firstly, where's the best where's their best online place to go to find some more information? Um, and secondly, um, it, how do you how do you talk to people about what the property market's doing in the UK right now and how mm. that may or may not affect their business positively or negatively? Oh, I love the market-based questions. I really do. So the best place for people to go to have a look at, at Sourced and everything that we have to offer is www.sourcedfranchise.co. Uh, and Sourced is spelled S-O-U-R-C-E-D, franchise.co. So head over there. You can have a look at some of the franchisee success success stories that we have. You can download our brochure and, and, and stuff like that. And just have a route around because we've got loads of information on there. Uh, so that's the easy part of the question. The slightly more difficult part of the question is talking about the property market. Now, I, I genuinely, I've had two meetings today with, with people outside of Sourced and both have asked me about the property market. And the reason that everybody brings up the property market, especially at the moment, is because of the media. 
and the media are reporting that that you know it's doom and gloom in in the property world that in interest rates rem remain high in fact we just heard today that interest rates are going to remain the same as they have been for the last couple of months inflation remains high cost of living so on and so forth now when you're involved in if you're a property owner and you own and live in your own property then absolutely that kind of information is going to is going to affect you and potentially it could affect you negatively especially if you're coming out of a fixed period on your mortgage and you're going into a, a standard variable rate because it's likely that your mortgage is going to go up when you're involved in property investing it's a completely different world because in property investing when i hear that the inf inflation is the same level interest rates are, are staying at the same level essentially what that's doing for me is that's driving buyers out of the market a lot of people that are interested in buying are now currently making the decision not to buy because the products that they can find on the high street in order to buy property are expensive now if you understand property investing then you will actually see that as a massive opportunity because the same number of properties are coming onto the market as always have been but there are fewer buyers, yeah. which means that fewer of these properties are selling. And some are, some of those sellers are very keen to, to sell. You know, that, that, that property might be costing them money every single month and they need to get it off their balance sheet so that they can, you know, have more disposable income. Therefore, those people are more likely to accept offers for those properties. Right now, there are going to be deals done where people are accepting 40, 45, 50% discounts for their property in order to get rid of their property. If you know how to buy, now is the best time to buy. Now that said, let's say that you put this on your, on your platforms and somebody listens to it in six months time and they say, yeah, but it's different now because now we're six months down the line. Yeah. There is always an opportunity in property. It's just un understanding what the market is doing and where that opportunity is. So what we do in order to communicate that with our, with our network of franchisees is we put on a quarterly, a quarterly event specifically for our franchisees. And the first thing that we do at that quarterly event, which we hold face to face, because there's still a lot of value in, um, in face to face contact. We, we do a market update. So we not only tell them what has happened to the market in the last three months, what is expected to happen to the market in the next three months, but also what the opportunity therefore is in the next three months. And that, that includes not only the market information, but also um, regulation and legislation changes that are expected to come in as well. So we identify those, those opportunities very, very early so that our franchisees can get ahead of the game and, and you know, make those acquisitions and, and really ride that wave of capital capital growth and, and grow in their own business. So that, that's what we do. But market, you've got to be careful. If you just listen to the media, you've got one point of view. But actually, the point of view that you might need might be something from more of an investment background like like we give to our guys. Yeah, good. All right. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm learning something there, Chris. So that's, that's um, yeah, that's interesting. It's a buyer's market right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big, big time. Absolutely huge buyer's market right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, oh, one, um, what, one, one question off the back of that that I've, you know, just thought about. Um, if, if someone already has a portfolio um, that they have developed, um, I'm assuming now is maybe not the best time to sell because of that converse effect right so 
what do you say to them? Hold? Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. Now, now might not be the best time to sell, especially if you're in a position where you have to sell. Right. If you can if you can put your properties on the market and you can dictate what the price is, then you, and you can just leave them on there because you're still cash flowing because maybe you've still got tenants in there. Then then now, like, fine. But if you have to sell, now's not the time to sell. I'd say two things. First of all. Have you looked at maximizing the cash flow that you're generating from your property? So we have quite a few people that come to us and they're maybe just buy to let landlords and. They ask us exactly that question. You know, what can I what can I possibly do now? So we would say to them, first of all, have you considered cash flowing your property in a different way in order to increase the amount of profit that you're making? So the, for example, if they're just a buy to let landlord, they might consider turning those properties into HMOs. Now, they might never have done that before. So a HMO is a house of multiple occupancy. So you've got multiple people that are renting individual rooms from you within that house. And typically, that can increase the amount of revenue that you're generating from that single property. Like student so we'll accommodation, give... for example. Student accommodation, kind of similar. Yeah, yeah. Ex exactly right. Like student accommodation. There are other kinds. You know, there are yeah. very high-end HMOs that you can build. So we've, we've just built one in Hull, which is 24 bed. Uh, very, very high-end. Got its own gym, got its own cinema room, got its own pool room, and all, all that kind of stuff. Cash flowing at a very, very high level. So have you looked at that as an opportunity to to increase the, the, the money that you're generating from the portfolio? And therefore, you wouldn't want to get rid of it, because if you're creating more money from that individual unit, potentially that can uplift the value of that unit as well. So if you want to refinance it at some point in the future, you can release more of the money, more of the equity that you've got in there. So that's one option. There are a number of different options sitting behind that as well. So there's like serviced accommodation that you can you can do or you can go for um uh housing association contracts or circo contracts or the, there's a number of different things that you can do so first of all we'd have the conversation of have you thought about doing all of these things with that property because then potentially you won't want to get rid of it you'll keep it in your portfolio and you'll continue to create that capital uplift from the property so that's the first thing that i would do from it secondly um we'd look at helping them look at all the refinance options that they have because we have a team of in-house brokers that can look at the wider market for lending and and and, and give them a, a, a good idea as to what the best products are out there. We'll also look at each individual property. So if you put, if you're in a, in a fairly small town, so I live in Cheshire, in, in not a huge town. If I had a portfolio around here and I put it onto the market at one time, potentially I would flood the market and I'm just competing with myself. So what we'll also do is we'll sit down, we'll look at their entire portfolio, see the ones that are generating the best return, see the ones that are not generating the best return, see if we can um, upgrade some of them to HMO or service accommodation or, or higher cash flowing strategies. And now instead of flooding the market with 15 properties, we might actually decide to sell two properties. And if we're selling two instead of 15, we've got a much higher chance of selling those two if we do need to put them on the market. So there's loads of stuff that we can do. It's property, right? There's always a solution to a, to a problem if you know and if you understand the mechanics of how property works. Okay. And, and, and so talking about HMOs, um, in the UK market, like it's really interesting for me that affordability for first, you know, first time buyers and, and all of that is becoming way more difficult, right? So talk me through about 
how many people now, young people probably mostly, are are considering owning a house together and maybe even living it together, uh, like in this HMO. But so it's the shared ownership thing. And is that is that becoming more and more of a thing, in your in your opinion, or what from where where you see things? Now you're seeing the opportunity in the market. This is the proper entrepreneurial stuff that you're going through now. Now it's it's, it's exactly the right way to look at it. Yeah, a hundred percent. So. What what we what we've seen is exactly that because of cost of living, because of the interest rates being being high, it's more difficult for young people to buy that first property. And with interest rates being high, lenders tend to become more cautious. So instead of offering you a ninety percent mortgage like they might have done four or three or four years ago, now they're bringing that down to a seventy percent mortgage, which means you need more more cash in your pocket to buy the same property. Now that might not be achievable for everybody, but They've accepted a job that's over the other side of the country and they still need to move in, or, in order to, you know, climb the career ladder. So what do they do? You're exactly right. They look for those high end HMOs. They look for those HMOs where it, their costs are controlled. Their costs are understandable because it all comes under one cost. <clears throat> and and uh, they decide to live in, in one of those HMOs. A lot of people, especially students, like you said before, have got the experience of living in a HMO. So they're familiar with that kind of environment, but obviously now they're getting paid instead of being students. So they want to upgrade the sort of HMO that they live in. So that sort of high-end HMO um, creation and and renting out, uh, you know, refinancing it and renting it out is a huge opportunity right now because not enough people are fulfilling the need that is there in those, in those young professionals. So there are more young professionals out there looking for high-end HMO rooms then there are HMO rooms. So we've identified that as one place in the market where it's not being it's not being fulfilled as well as it should be. And so at our, at our last source summit that we had every quarter and at the one before that as well, that was one of the strategies that we identified to our franchisees and said, look, guys, here's the market data. Here's what's happening. This is the, the you know, th- these are the amount of jobs that are being fulfilled by these younger people. Therefore, you can assume that they're going to be they're going to be looking for HMO rooms. And so we have very strongly recommended that our guys look for for exactly that kind of thing. And and, um, and how closely are mortgage companies keeping up with this new trend? Because that's that's often where there can be problems in that there's this need. But then mortgage companies are too slow to kind of create a template uh, to cater to that. So what are you seeing in the mortgage you know, market uh, around helping people? Uh, you know, become part of that HMO culture, if you like. Yeah, HMOs have been around for quite a long time. And and you're, you're right, you know, it started off with student, or well, student HMOs were very, very prevalent. And this is, yeah. you know, te- still 10 or 15, well, when I was at university, I lived in HMOs. So we're talking about yeah. a little bit more than 15 years ago. I um, guess I mean, I guess I mean, at ownership level, like Chris, yeah, rather than just living yeah. and paying rent. But yeah, but yeah. But because HMOs have been around for a while, um, yeah, mortgage okay. companies are familiar with them now to to bring it to a, a different strategy where that's probably more of a more more of a prevalent question serviced accommodation yeah. and how many mortgage companies have kept up with the serviced accommodation world because serviced accommodation especially in the last three or four years has absolutely boomed well since covid has boomed there aren't as many serviced accommodation mortgage products out there as there are hmo products out there because serviced accommodation is much more of a new strategy however We've got brokers in-house that know where to look for these different kinds of different kinds of strategies. 
And so our franchisees go to our brokers and we, we're able to help them find the right placement for the for the kind of mortgage that they're looking for. Yeah, that's the right answer. Good answer, Chris. I like it. So um, lastly, I just wanted to to talk about Chris, really, like what, what's been your journey and it and, and when did you first fall in love with property because you talk so passionately about it you you are obviously in love with it right so so when did when did that happen and what's been your journey with property wow uh okay if you talk to anybody at my in my office they'll say that you you've just started to talk about my favorite subject um however right so and that's because we're talking about me but I first started to do property about 15 years ago and I was I was running my own business and I was creating a huge amount of cash from this business more than I could you know spend so I was putting this money into the into the bank and I let that money accrue and I don't know originally where it came from I don't know why I was originally interested in property but exactly like you I watched everything I watched Homes Under the Hammer I watched Grand Designs I watched Kirsty and Phil I watched every property program that I possibly could. And then when the when the time come to it, came to it, when I had, you know, tens of thousands of pounds sitting in the bank, it just wasn't a question for me that I was going to put that money into property. Um, I guess it's because of the the way that property can provide you with all of the well, the most logical answers to questions. So, you know, do I have security over my investment? Well, yes, you do, because you own the asset. Am I going to create a good income from it? Well, yes, you are, because you're going to turn it into a HMO and there's a lot of demand for that HMO. So for me and the logical side of my brain, it just always made sense to invest in property. So I started to I started to buy individual properties. I, it wasn't complicated. It wasn't it wasn't I did no research into like different property strategies. I just started to buy properties. And after I would bought two or three, I. I remember after running them for like six months and having tenants in there and, you know, you know, it, it all was going to plan. I remember looking at my bank statement and thinking, well, what the hell is going on here? I'm making on average a hundred pounds per property. What I, I'm a property owner now, you know, I'm a, I'm a multi-property landlord. Why am I not making thousands of pounds a month? Why am I not in Saint-Tropez driving around in my Aston Martin already? And, you know, that's because I was buying small cheap properties in Salford. Now, at that point, I started to look into exactly what can be done in property. And I started to educate myself in, in all the different strategies that I could get hold of. And at that point, I'd say I really became a, a proper property investor because I created a strategy for myself to create cash flow. And I went out there and I delivered that strategy. And it was nothing about acquiring property. For those of for those of you that are listening that understand a little bit about, about property, I started to build a rent-to-rent -rent HMO portfolio. And from that, I created, after a little bit of time, I created an income every single month of about, well, just over £6,000 per month. And that allowed me to sell that business that I was previously running, take the cash that I generated from selling that business, and then put that into property in a much more intelligent way because now I'd educated myself properly in what to do with property. And at that point, when I, when I got rid of that other business, I was in property full-time and I've never looked back. And if you talk to the franchisees that we work with, you know, I am the managing director of Source now. We've got a team of, of over 30 people. But 
the thing that I love the most about property is still getting involved in the nitty gritty of the property, you know, going out there, negotiating with, with uh, estate agents, getting to know and building relationships with estate agents, finding out the things that the estate agent might not want you to know, but because of the way that you ask questions and the way that you build rapport with them, you extract that information from them and then putting property deals together strategically putting property deals together so that they, they, they create like win, win, win situations for everybody that's involved. And I'm very envious of our support team that they get to do that every single day. Cause I really miss doing that every day. Cause that's the part of property that I think is it, 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 it uses the logical part of your brain and it uses the creative part of your, your brain. So it's very fulfilling when you come up with something like that and it, and it works. So that's how I got into being, being the MD of sourced. Um, you know, it's basically just doing property deals for a long period of time. And, and, um, and, and you haven't created a reality TV program around that yet, Chris. Not yet. No. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good idea. Though. Not yet. We'll, we'll leave, we'll leave it there. But Chris, <laughs> thank, thanks. Thanks so much for your time today. And, um, you know, let's, uh, let, let's keep in touch. I certainly know who I'll talk to with any property questions I have in the future. So. Yeah, absolutely. Feel free. You've got my contact details. So let me know. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Chris. Take it easy. Cheers. Thanks very much. Cheers. Bye. Bye.